Hello, everyone. Welcome to Free Reverie, hosted by your one and only Jujubee. If you haven't noticed, that's me. This is a podcast talking about anything and everything. Make sure to follow me on my social media, Snapchat, JBSU, Instagram, JBSU18, and Twitter, at Perfect Flute. Now let's get talking. Symphony. Welcome to another episode of Free Reverie. I do have another musician on board tonight. Um, His name is James Lee Baker. Would you like to introduce yourself as to who you are? Yeah, I'm a singer-songwriter from Texas and mostly Americana music. Okay. All right. And where exactly are you heard? Um, All over the world, as far as I know. Yeah. (laughs) This is actually (laughs) the first time I've actually... um, heard your name so are you strictly in certain areas of the country right now uh when you say heard what do you mean i mean radio um, yeah yeah, like certain radio stations and stuff like that because i uh, I read that you're like on um new music weekly and uh, airplay today country charts yeah, uh, I mean, I, I've been on the folk DJ radio charts, Airplay Today, and the Roots Music Report. So a lot of the stations that my music is played on is primarily uh, Americana, folk, and AAA. Okay, all right, yeah, ones that I don't listen to. <laughs> but I will start, you know, I do like listening to different types of music, so I will check those out. And um, so how long have you been playing? Uh, I mean, I've been in performing some form of music since I was a kid. Um, I grew up in a religious family, so church, you know, there's a lot of music in church and things like that. Okay. And who is your biggest influence? Um, that's hard to say. Um, I mean, there's a lot of really prominent influences that I have musically, um, so I can't really think of any one particular artist. Um, right. But I can name a few. I mean, um, David Gray is somebody I really enjoy and respect. Um, John Gorka, Ellis Paul, David Mead. All of those are male singer-songwriters. I also really like artists like Anais Mitchell and um, Lori McKenna and other female singer-songwriters. Okay. All right. And I do see that um, another influence is Bob Dylan, which is quite funny because my brother, he is 19, he'll be 19 this year, and he is a Johnny Cash, Bob Dylan fanatic. Like, he's growing out his hair like Bob Dylan. (laughs) It's so bad. Yeah, he is so fascinated by the music. And so what he does, and I've mentioned this before in one of my other podcasts, is that he listens to their music and then he digs deeper as to how that song that particular song came about and if someone collaborated with him he then focuses on them that's how he gets to know everyone and uh, he he loves records so he was uh, so excited when i got a johnny cash album that he doesn't have yet (laughs) (laughs) because he's he's got to have it he's got to have every album by particular artists and he wants some records, all that stuff. He doesn't want CDs ever. He just wants the records, <laughs> which is quite unique for a 19-year-old. But he's an old soul, is what I say. 
All right. So um, talk about, let's see, your full-length project called Home Again. Mm -hmm. Well, um, in 2017, I worked with a producer in Denver. His name's Chris Bloom and um, several studio musicians, satellite musicians across the world, uh, including Toby Wilson from the UK and Stasia Step from Hawaii. And um, we put together sort of this remote project um and it was it was just a collection of uh 10 uh country americana songs and uh it was a lot of fun um we're still promoting it and have had some pretty good success with it uh in terms of streams and um and things like that so and radio so yeah that 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 project really was um, an experiment for me in the country space. It, 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 I learned a lot about it. I learned that I wanted to be more of a folk artist. Um, but I, I don't know. I've also learned that um, that you know, with enough time and patience and the right the right team, you can get something like that really out and in the open. Okay. All right. So, are are your intentions to eventually collaborate with other genres? Uh, I mean, there's the the space, the Americana singer songwriter folk space is a very fluid space. So there's a lot of overlap there and a lot of collaboration that takes place in those industries. Um, so I think that's probably where I'm going to spend most of my time. If I do decide to drift any further from that, I probably would create a moniker and do something under a different name. Okay. Now, do you have your intentions to collaborate with um, a, a very well-known country artist? Today? No, not not really. No, because no? you know, I spent some time with um, <clears throat> with a songwriter from National uh, Songwriters Association, and he'd written songs for artists like Diamond Rio, and oh. he did like a consultation with me, and we sat down and looked over some of the songs that I had written, and and uh, you know, I think we both kind of, I mean, he kind of enlightened me that you know as a, as a storyteller as a folk singer my songs are vivid enough in their stories and their format that they wouldn't fit very well in the country genre right. and so the artists that I would likely be pitching to would be other folk artists and folk artists don't every folk artist you've ever heard writes all of their own music so so I don't really have a space for pitching or collaboration much in the country world um, I think it's just a different ball game for me ultimately mm-hmm yeah. Okay. All right. So, how do you create your music? Like, where do you get your inspiration from? Uh, mostly from um, I don't know, just life. I mean, uh, the the things that usually uh, most of my songs these days start with mission statements. So, uh, sometimes they just start with a tagline or a topic. I just finished writing a song uh, called um, uh, "Wipe the Dust Off Your Bellows." which is a song about an accordion player uh, whose wife passes away and his, his good friend from his band gives him a call and wants him to play with him. And um, and that, that came from just having lunch with a friend, and, and one, of our, one of our friends in the group told my friend Rick, he said, you should get your accordion out. And he's like, yeah, I'd have to wipe the – I should wipe the dust off the bellows. And that's when I was like, oh, man, that – that sounds like a great title for a song. So that became the topic. The topic became a mission statement where I sort of fleshed out a two-sentence summary of what the song was about. That turned into a free write where I just wrote a, you know, poetry and prose. And then, and then I took the poetry and prose and, and tightened it up into a meter and a rhyme and 
then once the lyrics were most of the way there, I put music to it. So that, that's kind of how my writing process. Sometimes the mission statement comes first. Sometimes, oh. sometimes I discover it in free writing, but most of the time I have an intention or an idea. Okay. And how often do you write? Um, on a, I mean, on a good week, I, I'll do some writing exercises a couple times a week. Um, but I don't really sit down and, I mean, it's sort of ad hoc. You know, I, I have an app on my phone, sort of like how Taylor Swift does. And anytime I just get a thought or an idea, I just open that and jot it down. And over time, I collect all these thoughts and I, I comb back through them from time to time. And when I find something that sticks, I just start working on it. So it's sort of unpredictable, but it's still a constant part of what I'm doing from day to day. Yeah, that's kind of how, um, you know, the rap artist Eminem, he expressed his creativity is he's, he does sort of the same thing, except he doesn't do with um, an app. He writes something down and he puts it in this jar. And then what he does is when he's ready to like, OK, I need to, I need a song. He just pulls out a handful of papers. Those papers are his songs. He's going to wrap around those um, ideas, which is quite interesting. So, cool. Yeah. 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 So I don't know if like maybe you, you could do that too. Like maybe if you were traveling and there's just like, oh, I just saw this bird. Let me just write down this bird, you know, and then you're describing it in your poetic way of, you know, how I saw this bird and it was shining in, you know, this light. And then it just reminded me of a time when I was a kid, uh, all that. So I didn't know if, like, if that's something that you would consider. Like, do you travel a lot? No, I don't. I mean, I don't travel a lot, no. I travel from Texas to Colorado a lot, um, but that's mostly for family reasons. Um, otherwise, no, I, I only travel as needed. Okay. And so how often do you travel then every year? Like, so just, like, once or twice, or you travel uh, once a month? I travel. I travel between Texas and Colorado twice a month. Um, every every other week, I go to Texas to because I have a house down there and I have family down there. It's about an hour flight, and then um, I spend a lot of time in Colorado. I also travel to California for work um, every quarter, so I'm doing that. It's about four weeks a year, and then. Then I'm also doing music-related things. So this weekend I'm traveling to Dallas for a songwriting festival, and then um, in June I'm traveling to Austin for some songwriting-related activities and um, sort of retreat. Um, you know, songwriting retreat in uh, August and in July as well in different places. So I travel a lot, I'd say, you know, but um, but it's a mix of things, mix of reasons why. Right. Does the traveling ever get to you? Yeah, absolutely. I think <laughs> I think the excitement of being on an airplane wears off after you've done it a dozen times or so, yeah. um, especially when you're doing it regularly. So yeah, I I don't like I, I don't I don't mind traveling. I just don't like you know the from the getting from one place to the other. That that kind of sucks. Yeah. So you have to constantly be jet lagged, basically. No. No. No, not really. I mean, they're... you're just so used to it. Yeah, I just drink a lot. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, like we talked after, <laughs> you, you got drugs. You guys, <laughs> we, we got to stay alive. Uh, 
<laughs> but on a serious note, guys, listeners, we're not on drugs, and no, we're not alcoholics. Just warning. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so um, out of all the songs that he's written, which song means more to you? Like, which song was the one that you really put your all into that, you know, anytime that you listen to it, it's just, it's bringing you back to a certain memory. Uh, I would have to say Bareback Cowboy. And why is that? Because uh, it was a song I wrote with a friend of mine, and uh, it's it's turning out right here in, you know, in Denver, and it's been, um, it, was, it was a really fun process, and uh, it's going to end up being on his album. He's a classic rock hair band kind of guy. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So with the traveling stuff, um, do you have family? Yeah, yeah, I have family. Yeah. How many kids do you have? I have two. Aw. Do you have a boy and a girl or two girls, two boys? Boy and girl. Well, isn't that fortunate? <laughs> yeah. You got you got your entire world. Um, I hope to one day have a little girl. I have my little boy. Oh my goodness, boys. <laughs> He's just at that stage right now. It's he's driving me insane, and he's not even two yet. <laughs> so, how old are your kids? My daughter is uh, is eleven. She'll be twelve in December. My son is thirteen. Are they also sort of uh, following in your footsteps? My daughter is. She um, she loves um, singing karaoke and things on her iPad and things like that in her underwear. <laughs> is she any good? <laughs> yeah, she's great. I, I kind of want to get her voice lessons because I, I think, and she's saying with me on stage and stuff, that's been kind of fun. Oh, I was actually going to suggest like you, you know, there's these videos out with the dad and the daughter kind of singing a duo. Is that something you would consider one day with your daughter once she's got some training um yeah I, yeah sure that would be so sweet um so have you attempted to write a song like for your kids specifically like have you ever done that just for fun like this is a song i'm gonna write so yeah, i can sing to you at bedtime or anything that means a lot to you for your kids um no i haven't thought of doing that yet i mean i didn't find the idea of writing songs about cleaning your room too exciting because <laughs> it seems to be the only thing that they they won't do. I'm just, so I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, but I, I think it, it it's a worthy thing to consider. Um, you know, there's songwriters that I look up to, and they're all um, right, putting together kids' albums and stuff. So who knows? Maybe something uh, on my radar later. Yeah. Well, it, not like um... – cleaning of rooms but more or less like uh the way that you felt prior to them being born and then when you looked in their eyes this is what made sense like you're my boy and then you move on to your little girl and you wish you know she would share that you know all that stuff all the little um i don't want to say ooey gooey things but the the meshy things that we all love and to hear and all of that um but that probably would mean a lot to your kids, you think? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Yeah. I think I would love to hear that, too. And then if you had your daughter join with you, I feel like that, you know, that's more bonding for you 
both. And so what is your son into more? He likes taking things apart. Uh, he's sort of the engineering type. Um, Clever. Yeah, he broke his uh, he broke his like RC car or something. Took it apart, put the wheels and axles inside a shoebox, and made a car <laughs> from the you know from the shoebox. It was pretty cool. Nice. He might be the smarty pants. <laughs> he, yeah. he might. That's why my son is. I'm just like, how did you know? Like, I'm just looking at him and. You know, he's doing all these little things, and I'm like, I don't know what you're going to be. I mean, he dances real well. He he can't sing. He can't even speak yet. But he's, like, he's doing these little things, and I'm like, you're just too smart for your own good. I don't know what you're going to be. <laughs> and I'm also scared because I'm like, am I going to be that parent that's going to have to explain, well, I'm not that smart, so... <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to help you with. <laughs> I'm smart, but no, I don't know his ability. He's just too smart for me. And he's almost two. I'm like, I'm, probably, I, I, I'm one of a twin, so we had to, like, think together on a lot of stuff. <laughs> we got into so much trouble. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so is there another song to you that reminds you of, like, uh, your family? Uh, like, um, that you grew up with? Like, mom, dad... There's a song that you specifically wrote by your family, like growing up. My my father is a machinist. Uh, he's a CNC machinist. Well, actually, he manages, he writes programs for CNC machines. But he used to be a machinist for many many years, and he would operate these giant machines. And uh, and basically, these machines would build um, these gear drives, and the gear drives are sold to irrigation. You know, sold to um, you know, electric plants to to you know to um, to pump to operate fans for cooling towers and other things. But one of the primary reasons that these pumps were used is for pulling water out of aquifers deep in the ground and using that water to irrigate crops. So farmers have these pumps installed and these wells drilled, and the pump will pull the water out and pump it into, uh, you know, a system that the farmers can use to irrigate. So um, my grandfather, and I, I'll tie these two together, but my grandfather was a cowboy in Hutchinson County, Texas, and he herded cattle until he retired, and then he uh, moved in with my parents in the last few years of his life. And so there's a song that I have that I, I haven't released yet that I've written called The Last Cowboy in Hutchinson County. It's about their stories. It's about how the stories intersect and uh, and how both of their lives change um, in different ways. Well, I can't wait to listen to it. I was provided um, some of your songs, so I get to know uh, what you're about. And I believe my favorite one right now is Disappear for the Weekend. Um, I Your voice in that song sounds like the lead singer of Bare Naked Ladies. I don't know why, but in certain aspects, I'm like, man, that sounds so familiar. Um, but I, I like the song, and I do like other songs that you also have on there. I love violin, and um, I, I hear a little bit of that in there. And, um, you know, I, I just like the way that you're coming up with the songs, how you're producing them, because they're, they're fun. They're light. They're not uh, crazy or anything like that. Uh, they're not in your face, if that makes any sense. Like, they're not, here this is, that they start off really light, and then they, they're they really beautiful 
quite well, honest. <laughs> no problem. I do like listening to your voice. Um, it's not like anyone else I've ever heard. Um, so right now you can promote uh, your music if you want to. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, so you can find me at jamesleebaker.com. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you can also download my music or stream it um, pretty much anywhere where you can download or stream any music. Um, yeah, that's where you'll find me. Okay. All right. I kind of like to end uh, the conversations with at least – let's just – two more questions and then we'll be through because I know you're, you're quite busy. Um, so um, – what accomplishment are you most proud of? Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, probably having kids. I mean, that's raising good people, I guess. It's, mm. it's a hard thing to do. Yeah, it is. It is a tough job. Um, and not only that, you, you're you growing your empire, basically. <laughs> you're making a name for yourself as well to provide for those little people. So, um Kudos to you for that. Um, and, and then tell me three things you remember about kindergarten. Jeez. Uh, I remember. I have, I have switch it up. <laughs> I remember my teacher abandoning me uh, out on the playground and my mother having to come and get me and take me into the school. Oh. I remember uh, waiting for my parents uh, at the door um, of the cafeteria and it was raining outside. Um and I remember the slide on the back of the school building was really big, and that's what they use as an emergency exit. So the school had this giant slide from the second story out, but nobody could ride it because it wasn't used for fun. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> do you wish you could go back and, you know, go to that place and just do it just for fun? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. You should take a video of it and then post it on your social media. <laughs> There you go. You can write a song about that. How you're being a rebel. Yeah. That sounds good. <laughs> right? Okay. All right. Well, you all listen. He's very busy, so I'm. this one's going to be pretty short. Um, but you all listen uh, where you can find him. And uh, do I get permission to kind of give snippets of your music for an Instagram video? Yeah, sure. That sounds great. Okay. All right. And I will send all the information to a manager, and he will send them all to you. That's how it works. And then you get to share. You get to enjoy a little thing that I've created. So <laughs> I hope that you enjoyed your time. And I know, like I said, I know you're busy, so I'm going to try and hurry this up. So you guys listen to James Lee Baker. And like I said, I'll post everything in the description. Do you have anything else to say? No, that's it. Thank you so much. No problem. You enjoy the rest of your evening. You too. Take care. Take care. Bye.